in our culture to call somebody a sheep, to refer to them as, well, you're just a, you're just a sheep, is a pejorative term, right? It, it generally uh, designates somebody who is blindly following another with no ability to think for themselves, right? Somebody who's, who's somewhat vapid and just merely follows somebody else. And we, then we hear Jesus calling himself the shepherd and calling us his sheep, and we think, well, you know, back then was sheep, were sheep, was sheep, were sheep, sheeps. I know the plural of sheep. Um, we're sheep. <laughs> now I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, back then, you know, was, was it seen as a pejorative term? Also, well, of course it was. Of course it was, right? Because everybody knew what a sheep did and and how they behaved, right? If you've if you've I've only seen it a couple of times. If you watch a shepherd in the wild and, and how the sheep just with the call of their voice or singing or whistling or, you know, the sheep know that he is their shepherd. They know his voice and all he has to do is call to them and they'll follow. You can, you can even have two different um, sheepfolds come together with different uh, shepherds. And as they move on, you know, the, the sheep will all mix but as the shepherds depart, all the sheep go in the right direction because they know the voice of their shepherd. So obviously the Lord is using this metaphor not because he's trying to be pejorative toward us, but because he wants a certain type of relationship with us, a certain type of relationship, namely He wants us to truly trust him, just like a sheep trusts its shepherd, to follow wherever he leads, to listen, to listen for the call of his voice, and then to go wherever he leads. Now, he says he's the good shepherd, though, and I've had... So many people ask me over the years, Father, the, the more I try to be faithful, the more I, you know, go to church and do all these things, it seems like the worse my life gets. It seems like my life is harder. It seems like I have more even suffering in my life. But I'm being more faithful. I'm, I mean, I think I am. I'm doing the things that would seem to indicate fidelity. Why is my life seemingly more out of control? A number of years ago, we took the kids, my sister's kids, uh, to Disneyland and California Adventure, and they were really little. And... um, so they couldn't really ride a lot of stuff. But in California Adventure, they have this one roller coaster, which is, you know, moderate. It's not really that scary. But my brother-in-law and I went on it like, we just kept going on it over and over. We caught it at the right time where there was very little weight. And I even got my sister to go on it. It's, it was 
it's one of those roller coasters that's, um, you know, not too scary, but it has just the right amount of tension in it. And there's, there's times within it, you know, there's the loop and there's, there's all kinds of different things. But one of the things about a roller coaster that makes a roller coaster good is there are times when there's rest. You know, you have that slow ascent. And you're like, well, this is nice. <laughs> look at the view. Look at, look at over there. Hey, look, look, at, look at that. Look, you can see the whole park. You can see the, oh my gosh. <laughs> so the, a good roller coaster, you know, kind of has this tension between rest and then something enthralling, even somewhat scary. You know, you hit the, you hit the corners and part of the thrill is not knowing if it's going to go off the rails or if you're safe, right? But you kind of know you are, but there's that doubt. It sometimes feels like you're going to go off a cliff. This is similar to what it feels like living, following our shepherd. It's not just calm and peaceful. It never is. Usually what happens is there's this tension between our, you know, that we know we need to follow Jesus, and that's what it means to be a Christian, but then feeling out of control, and then that tension of wanting to, to take back control of our lives. Well, I'm going to do it my way. And one of the seductive things about following our own will is that things seem a whole lot more in control. And in many ways, they are. But there's also very little risk. And without risk, there's very little reward. A tightly controlled life where everything goes the way we want it to is a life that is so secure that it doesn't leave room for the Lord to change us. You see, the, the twists and turns and the loop-de-loops and all of that, this is what God does. This is what he uses to perfect us. And that process of perfection, that, that process of growing, is the Christian life. Well, Father, I'm kind of tired of that. Can I have a break? No, you can't. What do you mean? It, because ultimately, if we're going to be truly faithful to Christ, then we have to trust what he's giving us. And all we can do is, is say yes and participate in the process. And that means, you know, being willing to open ourselves up to what, whatever he needs to do within us. If we don't do that, then we're not going to receive the fine-tuning and the healing and the grace and all the things that Jesus wants to give us while we are in this life. One who loves another desires their, their good desires that they be as perfect as possible. I mean, parents, you think about it with your children. I've used this metaphor so many times. You want your children 
to be as good as possible, to grow in as much virtue as possible, to be as responsible or educated or self-sufficient or, you know, that's the process of parenting. And you don't give up on that until you're dead. And probably after that, you're still going to keep trying because you just can't let go. I mean, this is a parent who loves certainly more imperfectly than, than Jesus. So when we love, we desire the other person's good. We desire that they grow, that they, they grow in perfection. And Jesus desires this for us. So following him and being faithful to him means allowing us to be on this, allowing ourselves to be on this wild ride that seems dangerous, that's scary, it can be frightening, sometimes calm. But that's the Christian life. It's not anything else. It's not anything other. The only way to, you know, kind of make things smooth without tension or effort is to take back control. But in doing so, we lose so much. We shut the Lord out. And we cease allowing him to change us. And it's allowing him to change us, which is the path to sanctity. Please stand.